2: Underway. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. We appreciate you joining us. A couple more hours to go. Are you a believer? We are at Quail Hollow. Are you just saying the song? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. You're singing it? I don't know. There, you've hit me with a couple I ask jokes.
3: You are you a believer?
2: <laughs> <Are we doing? laughs> yeah, this is Religious Talk, Sports Radio 927, WFNZ. You can believe in anything. Yeah, we believe brought, in me. We brought Ashley Strohline on to talk a little bit more about that and maybe a little bit more about the golf course. Maybe a little bit more Wells Fargo Championship sure. 2023 three underway. You joined us just having fun today. You're not yeah, even working today. I'm
4: technically off the clock, but I felt bad. We tried to make this happen yesterday. Wasn't <laughs> able to get over here because too much chaos on round one uh, First stuff that we had going on over the, on our side in our media tent. And you guys have a great setup here. I think I came to the party though.
2: Oh no, you did.
4: I barely so, made it over here to do this segment.
2: So it's different today. <laughs> we have a fantastic spread. It's been true the last couple of days. We have pickle juice shots as well.
4: Yeah, We've I, been- this might not happen for me.
2: You gotta try it. The thing is, so we tried it on <laughs> air a couple of days ago. Wes was laughing at me because of the face that I made. Mm-hmm. I, there was it was uh, not no face or no chaser for me. I needed a chaser. <laughs> I made a face. It wasn't working, but it's more of a shock than it is bad. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. (laughs) It was okay. It was just a shock. It's a lot of pickle juice. Yeah. It's a lot. And so I would say, if you want to try it on air, too, you can.
4: I I see what you're doing right now, and I don't (laughs) think that's going to happen. I also, like, I prefer the sweet pickles over, like, the dill and kosher, like I am it in my tuna salad, I don't know, I don't know about just drinking the juice.
3: This is the real dill. It's not that say. bad. I think Walker's, you know, he looked, like, it up. he looked like he took a body shot from Tank Davis <laughs> when he took it. But, you know, I took it, and maybe it's because I drink brown liquor and I drink straight, so maybe that's why it didn't bother it's, me as it's, much.
2: It's not that I don't like brown liquor, it's that it's just smarter to stay away from it yeah. and that I'm going to be drinking the beer and I'm not going to be drinking any pickle juicers, any anymore. Right, like, right, right, That's fine. I'm one and I'm done, and that's about it for me. So maybe at the...
4: Be- <laughs> are you one of those people, different types of liquor makes, gives a different version of you? Um,
2: no. I think I just get drunk based off of any liquor that I'm drinking. <laughs> I think it just...
4: <laughs> okay. But brown is potent, so
2: I like to stick to the beer, uh-huh. and so, but Wes gives me a hard time. Wes gives me a hard the time. The listeners give you a hard time. I just play it. No, on. but you... But you emphasize it, though. <laughs> and that's the problem, okay? <laughs> that is the voice of Ashley Strowline joining us at Quail Hollow. Follow her on Twitter. Maybe the best Charlotte media Twitter handle in the game, Astro. Is I that okay? That. Like, there's some strong ones. I like Westcott Range. That's the segment you're having the play off of Astro. Follow her. She got some great pictures of her day today and yesterday. You had the interview with Kevin Streelman, who yeah. was at the top of the leaderboard. Tell us how, how that interview went for uh, Kevin.
4: Yeah, he was great. I mean, he's a PJ tour vet. been on the tour since 2007. He jokes now that he has gray hair. Everyone calls him like grandpa. He's like the mentor for he's everybody. He's drinking brown liquor. He's a grown man. <laughs> okay. I did and ask him about that. I'll leave that, <laughs> leave that question to you guys. Uh, but a great interview. And, and he just, you know, I think happy to come out here. He has family in North Carolina. Parents were here. Uh, his best man in his wedding back in the day. That's who he's actually staying with because he lives in North Carolina. So friends out here. Oh, cool. So he had a great round one for, for those folks that were able to come out and support him. And I said, well, what's your approach when you have a good start to a tournament? What do you do? And he said, well, you don't lay off. You don't play it safe. You come out and you attack because if you play it too safe, then you're trying too hard to make the cut and you're too focused on that. So I, haven't, I think he had a pretty good day. I've, I've been out here perusing, but last I looked, he was just a few shots off the lead.
2: Yeah, just five under right now, even through today. Just started, so really just teed off, and so we'll see what his day entails for him. The leaderboard is a lot of fun, though, because the yeah. field is a lot of fun, and I know you were following some groups. I think Jordan Spieth, right, yeah. who hasn't had such a great day.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it, it was rough. I was hoping his return to Quilhalla, right, would be, be, uh, a marvelous one but uh, I think he kind of walked off there when he finished his round and was like, okay I think I'll be packing the bags,
3: yeah. unfortunately. Now you said you're out here just having fun today. Yeah. We've been talking about different ways that people like to watch golf so what will be your method of attack today to just going around and having a fun day in yeah. this tournament? well
4: some people I've overheard some conversations, some people really put together a strategy. It's like we're following these people for nine, we're going to stay here, wait for this group, we're following them on the next, like it's wild the strategy that Goes into this for me. I'm just, I'm just here. What groups do I want to see? What guys do I want to make sure I catch come through? I got lucky because the Spieth group was followed by Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler, so I just kind of hung out and watched them come through. Yeah, it was easy. That was easy for me. The rest, I'm just here to kind of enjoy the day, the weather. Socialize a little bit. I've been on the clock the whole week, so today's my day to just take in all that Quahog Club and Wells Fargo Championship. Have you been
3: enjoying the food around here? We've heard a lot about the mac and cheese. We've heard it being called the best. So we heard uh, that a person has ever had. (laughs) I see a lot of the drink vendors out here. So what are you going to do there? Especially if you're going to be out here all day, you got to eat and drink, right?
4: Well, wait. Where is the mac? I'm a mac and cheese kind of (sighs) girl, so I need to know where to find this mac and cheese. You know,
3: I
2: forgot. And I wish you weren't gonna ask me that question. Oh no. Okay. what what did, what did David say yesterday? He
3: said it was was it by the first hole? Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe He said we'll, it was some of the best mac and cheese he'd ever had.
2: So now we're doing honestly it's worse because now what we're telling people is that there is fantastic mac and cheese somewhere. <laughs> and we're not giving them the directions to go find it. So I apologize. We'll try to get that okay. audio. I'll, and I'll then inform an the people. Yeah. Then we will inform the people. Okay. Um so you have been working a lot, so now you yeah. get to enjoy Wells Fargo today heading into the week. You were also working a lot last week uh-huh. covering the NFL Draft. We got to see Carolina pick Bryce Young, mm-hmm. officially quarterback number one, clearly over Andy Dalton at some point it's going to happen. Bryce Young the official pick here, number one overall. What was the uh, draft process like for you, covering it all week long?
4: Yeah, well, I was at Bank of America Stadium, so I got to be there for the draft party. And I I was like, oh, gosh, it's raining, like, come on, we have the number one pick. Like, I wanted fans to come out, but they didn't care. Like, the rain did not keep them away, so it was nice to see fans excited at the bank. And the cheers, when they picked Bryce Young, I was like, all right, I'm happy. It's been a rough few years, right? Like, truthfully, you couldn't tweet about the team, you couldn't tweet anything without just getting mean tweets back, so the fact that we have good (laughs) vibes in the the city, the atmosphere is good, fans are excited. There's just a different energy. Even being out there at at voluntary mini camp, watching practice the coaching staff the players i just think the vibe is so different and i'm so excited for bryce young to come in i was at his intro presser friday following Mm -hmm. thursday's draft and i tell you he's only 21 but i was so impressed with the maturity level and and i keep saying this on every every time i talk to somebody about it the fact that after his press conference he came down greeted all the media individually spoke to us i mean he just he gets it right like i think he's ready I'm excited to see how the Panthers develop him and, like you said, eventually taking over right. that QB1 we spot. Went. We should have won.
2: We should have sh- met it. Well, I think it's during – well, we aired that press conference. Yeah, we, did. Yeah, yeah, we could so have been doing tough. it live and talking to Bryce live. Fiddy, Fiddy would have gotten the airtime there, <laughs> and so who knows? Who knows what Fiddy would have done with that airtime? I do have to add. All right, well, it appears that we have lost uh, Weston Walker there. Uh, I'm going to send it to break, and we can hopefully get back to them momentarily
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
3: I don't know why it's only our show. I don't know if the takes are hot. I mean, we've been benign today. We're blowing up the the fuses when we start talking. This like boom, boom, and then it can't handle it.
2: <laughs> what? Well, I don't know what that sounded like. But if that's what's happening, I hope everybody's okay. You know, yeah, we had some texters right in the Garage Door Guru text line. People were like, "Oh, it's Strappy's turn now." Because yesterday, when it was happening, uh-huh. we had Fitty, who might have been the problem with some foul play because at the beginning of the show we had a hornet segment in there and sure enough as soon as we were talking hornets we went out and i think fitty was complaining about it so maybe he was the one that pulled the plug sabotaged it and then Puff johnson who he's probably not happy with for transferring to penn state it happened again so i don't but the thing is sounds fishy to me jack (laughs) we were talking with stro just talking about spectator strategy again talking about the party Trying to get her to drink the Mount Olive Real Dill pickle juice, and somehow it got flipped on me again. And somehow you were trying to give me peer pressure. Yeah, man, I was. Look, I'm I'm all for the debauchery. Look, we're gonna have a second attempt, so I'm gonna do it at some. point. Okay.
3: Time. So I'll I'll go after you. And, and see, this is gonna be good because you're gonna try to fight it with all your might not to make a face. Hey, you know what? I That's will. What you're gonna do.
2: Look, th- this sounds so fantastic to brag about, and yeah. I recognize that you can roast me on the text line, or you can if you want me to but i will give you the no face no chase all right i will give you no face and there is not any water that i'll be washing down the pickle juice with okay. it will be straight up and i will be handling it a lot better than the first time it sounds hot. <laughs> you're, i gotta walk the walk is what you're saying 704 yeah, uh, 570 big cat dan he was uh somebody wrote in about how this is Shroppy's time the Shroppy show begins and then fitty He's uh, writing uh, into the text uh, line. Uh, no, he's good. He said, my boy did a good job. Okay. All you right. know what's been a huge part of the growth that is Josh Fiddy Marlowe uh-huh. recently? It's his embrace of tutoring Shroppy. Because usually... That's been a lot of growth. It, has it not me. been? Right, because you're talking about how 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 he? yeah and and look Shroppy those two guys like that is a real budding friendship it is Shroppy you can hop on the mic it, didn't you invite him to a Carolina checkers game a- and and I know Fiddy was talking about how like hey you know are are we there yet like Sh- Fiddy seemed to be open to it but it did seem like you were actually asking him to go attend a checkers game with you yeah yeah it was you know I'm trying to get him to really blossom into the hockey fandom here and um I was for real about asking him to go. Um, we didn't make it out there, and they just got eliminated last night. But no, Fiddy's Fiddy's great, man. He's uh, he's been a lot of help to me, so I'm really I'm really grateful.
3: Strappy I'm a I'm gonna step in and I'm gonna hate. You know I'm the, <laughs> the hockey guy, so why didn't you ask me? I probably would have gone. With He's probably that. scared, Wes. Like no, you, you you know, it's been my guy. I've been very from Shrappy from day one. No, we. I think we both have. Yeah. I would be included in that. Yeah, man. I would. I would have definitely gone to the Checkers. Can we go to a hockey game together, Troppy Um, we might have to wait until
2: next season until uh, because like I said, the Checkers <laughs> got eliminated. But if you want to go to a Canes game uh and pay for my ticket, you know I'll go with you.
3: <laughs> that's that's uh, I don't know if I want that type of friendship right there. Come on, now. you got to chuck out your own dollars for your ticket, and then you know I'm a siren sounder. So, well, if
2: that's uh, the case, then maybe you can get us in for free because yeah. Lord knows anytime that we talk to a current member of the Canes roster, anybody that has anything to do with the Canes organization, yeah. you will tell them that you did sound the siren and that you would like to do it again.
3: Well, 11 years ago, you got lost your chance with that because Bryce is always going to be the road dog for the free ticket. Okay. And then after that, we can figure it out.
2: I can't really argue, I guess, if you're going to give it to your kid. Yeah, because it was Bryce and I. Up there sound the that, that's sounded. Right. And he he did a good job up he there. He did. He really he did. did. I yeah. don't know. You said he was nervous, but you couldn't tell. It yeah, seemed yeah, like yeah. he was real so happy. good.
3: But yeah, Shrop, we'll make it happen at some point. <laughs> that
2: sounds like a plan. 9610 We got the plans with Shrop. We also have some plans to talk about the Carolina Panthers a little bit more. So now some interesting news, NFL wide that might affect the Carolina Panthers here, Wes. It just might. It's the contract handed out to former Clemson Tiger, Dexter Lawrence. My man. The Giants made him a paid man. Four years, $90 million, $60 million guaranteed. It's a big contract. And honestly, I'm happy too because I was one of the guys. Th- this is one I think you're going to celebrate me admitting okay. that I'm wrong here. Okay. Because Dexter Lawrence was somebody that came in as a guy that was more so a run-stuffer than he was a pass rusher. But interior pass rush has been something he's been very strong at the last even couple of seasons here at West. Like the fact that you have to double-team Dexter Lawrence and he's still getting to the quarterback has been a dominant defensive lineman. And the Giants, I think this was a Gettleman pick, if I'm not mistaken. Gettleman took him in the first round, and some... a little polarizing, right? It was late enough in the first round to where it wasn't a huge problem, but a little polarizing because it's, n- it's not that he affected the passing game enough in the modern day and age, but he developed that skill, and there was no question you got to pay him, right? Like, I know it's a big contract, but if the Giants want to put forth investment, in the strong suits of not only their football team but what you should in the NFL just based off of a blueprint for an average football team Dexter Lawrence is somebody you had to pay now the question is how does that affect Derrick Brown who will be coming up on a new contract soon enough they just picked up the fifth-year option how much do you think it affects his contract?
3: Uh, Not a lot depending on the year that he has this year. I, I do think it affects him somewhat because it continues to set the market for that position but uh, first of all shout out to Wake Forest North Carolina that's where Dexter Lawrence hails from saw the kid in high school at a camp and my goodness uh, I'm not surprised at all Uh, it was rumored that he was running in the 4647 range coming out of high school at 330 plus pounds and I love the way he's developed this game if you looked at uh, his tapes coming out of school I mean he's one of the most athletic big men and you can go check out uh, my social media as well when I went to Clemson spring game, got an interview uh, with Dexter Lawrence, and I just might post that uh, in lieu of his new contract. Got rain. but uh, it, It's one of the few men that makes me feel small uh, when I'm around him, and I told him that to his face. I said, man, you make me feel small, but the thing is, when you look at it from a bare-bones standpoint, if Derek Brown wants that kind of money, 60 million guaranteed, you're going to have to come with it this year as far as getting some of those sack numbers, because you look at Dexter Lawrence the sacks go up from two and a half to four to two and a half to seven and a half and sixty eight tackles with seven tackles for loss 28 quarterback hits for a man of his size Dexter Lawrence I don't care what the program says that man is a good 350 uh, 355 okay they list him at 340 uh, sure But this is a very athletic, huge human being, and so when you look at Derrick Brown from the same standpoint, he goes two sacks, three sacks, one sack last season. Now, he did have a really good year analytically, Mm -hmm. 67 combined tackles, only 12 quarterback hits. So Dexter Lawrence is either overwhelming guys, or he's also learning a little bit of that karate that we talk about. Then you look at analytics. 91.6 defensive grade, 92.2 pass rush grade. That is tied with Chris Jones, who's widely regarded top defensive uh, interior defensive lineman in all of football but the thing that's the most impressive when you look at Chris Jones Chris Jones probably goes about 320 Aaron Donald goes probably about 300 290 Dexter Lawrence has some of these guys about 20 30 40 pounds but for Derek Brown the 84.4 defensive grade you'll take that the 77.9 pass rush grade you'll take that as well so for Dexter uh, for Derek Brown I think for him to get to that level I think right now though just because of the market and the fact that he would be a guy that's in demand uh... because the 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 pros they know sacks get racks but also for Derek wow. brown i'm going to coin that sacks get racks but for Derek brown uh... for him to see that he needs to take the next step put a few sacks on the board but i would say even if today if the panthers gave him an extension today I would say he's going to get in the fifty, forty-five to $50 million guaranteed range. What say you? Yeah, I think Derek Brown is going
2: to get a lot of money, especially if he follows it up with what happened this past season. And the thing is, I understand what you're saying, though, with Dexter, and I kind of agree with you, right? It's the fact that, okay, when we talk about the QB market, how it's affected by a Pat Mahomes, if Pat Mahomes gets paid the richest quarterback contract in NFL history, which is how those things go with that position – What are you going to do when you're trying to use that as your leverage? It's like, well, hey, Pat Mahomes got this. It's like, yeah, you're not Pat Mahomes, which is not usually how the contracts work, right? Because you cannot go – it is not equal value to best QB in the NFL – So if you're the third highest paid QB in the NFL, it doesn't mean that you're the third best QB in the NFL. That's just not how it works because different contract timing, different rookie quarterbacks that are still on the rookie scale contract, just different things work out in different ways. So you cannot equate third highest paid QB to third best. But when it does line up, but when Pat Mahomes does have a big contract, and I'm not saying he's the highest paid. We know Deshaun Watson got the fully guaranteed, Jalen Hurts, we just saw Lamar Jackson get that. But... If you have a Pat Mahomes, it's like, well, wait, yeah, I'm not paying you that. You're not Pat. This is the market right here. So now we just work our way down, and then I'm not listening if you're trying to get more than that. But if you apply that to Dexter Lawrence, it's a little bit of the same, at least in how it affects Derek. Right? Like, it'll, it'll help him. It only helps when somebody at your position gets the bag like that. But... Only so much when you're not considered better, you know. Dexter Lawrence is a better defensive interior lineman. Like that's just what it is right now. I don't think there's really any question. As much as we like what Derek Brown did, but Dexter Lawrence is better. So I think that's why it's not going to affect him getting more and really hurting the Carolina Panthers as much as you might think.
3: Yeah, I'll give you some names and some salaries, and then you tell me again. We can reassess kind of where he fits in. When you go, Aaron Donald, 65 guaranteed. Now Dexter Lawrence enters at number two at 60 guaranteed. Jeffrey. Simmons at 59, Darren Payne at 60, then Javon Hargrave, who my 49ers just signed, soon to be Super Bowl uh, winning defensive tackle. He got 40 million. And then you talk about uh, some of the other guys at DeForest, Buckner at 56, Chris Jones at 60. So I think Derek Brown, now if he can come out this season and if he can. Have a dominant year. I just think by default, if he comes out and has a rock solid year, you're talking about probably 50 million to 55 million. But I think if he can come out and really blow it up, especially now playing at that five technique and that three four, if he can muster seven to nine sacks, woo, yeah, they're going to be sweating up there in that booth in Carolina thinking about the money that's going to be coming out of their pockets uh, for him.
2: Yeah, 100%. And so uh, Big Cat Dan, he wrote in, he's a beast. Glad players like him and A.J. Terrell are booming. So, of course, uh, go Tigers there. Big uh, Tiger fan. Yeah, both of them. A.J. Terrell, too, also having a very nice start to his career with the right, They got to give Falcons. him some pass rush. Uh, they do, 100%. We'll see if Colias <laughs> Campbell is able to help him out, as that is a new signing for Atlanta as well. All right, let's send it to a scoreboard update here live from Quail Hollow. The Wells Fargo Championship. This update is brought to you by Greater Golf Express. We appreciate them helping out the show today. The leaderboard, it starts with Tyrell Hatton at 8-under. He's tied with Wyndham Clark and Nate Lashley. All three of those golfers are at 8-under right now. Xander Shoffley was at the top of the leaderboard earlier today, but he is now in a four-way tie at 7-under. Just one stroke off of the lead with J.J. Spahn. Justin Thomas keeps climbing the leaderboard, and so does Adam Scott the former master champion as well all of those golfers are at seven under and then you have some other big names two strokes off of the lead Tommy Fleetwood Michael Kim K.H. Lee all at six under Sahitha Gala at five under looking at some other prominent golfers as we scroll down Ricky Fowler, uh, Fowler is at three under, and uh, Roy McElroy, I don't believe has teed off yet, he will be teeing off here at some moment soon he did end the yesterday at three under, so we'll keep you updated as soon as we see him uh, actually he's even, through uh, through two holes right now, so he already did tee off, Roy McElroy still three under after finishing the day yesterday there so even through two holes, again we'll keep you updated every step of the way and we appreciate Greater Golf Express for sponsoring that scoreboard update. I did want to go to Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Westcott Range, at Walker Mail, at Wes and Walker is our show handle. Somebody tweet I don't even know who posted the picture. I need to look it back up. But somebody posted uh, a picture of Roy McElroy behind you, Wes. Oh yeah, did I you see that. There.
3: Oh, did you really? <laughs> yes, well, wait, I... no. How did you take the? You didn't take no. the picture, though. I'm a superhero, man. You no, no, don't play with. <laughs> somebody took a picture. Colin of Roy... took. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tried to catch him, and I guess because the thing was, I thought he was trying to catch a candid of me, and uh-huh. who wouldn't? And then when he comes through and he tries to do it, uh, he, you know, when you get the alligator arms with it. Yeah. So I thought he was trying to catch me in a cannon. And he said, "Oh, he said no." Rory was walking behind you, mm-hmm. and so I think that Rory probably looked at him, and Colin didn't want him to know that he was snapping a picture. So then he got that pic. So yeah, I told him, I said, "Send me that. that would be good yeah. for the social."
2: Yeah. There you go. 100. Yeah. percent So did you and you retweeted that already, and we got it on all the oh, socials. Oh yeah. All right. You know it. Yeah.
3: So uh, the host slash social media coordinator.
2: I have not seen many. I saw Ricky Fowler. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think. maybe I saw my man
3: Webb yesterday.
2: Uh, I'm trying to think. There's a couple people out here practicing chipping. I'm trying to see yep. if there's anybody else that is I Some notable. girls
3: over there taking a selfie. Yeah, they're happy.
2: Whoever it is, they're happy. There's so a lot a, going on. I can't tell. I can't tell by the uh, by the hat or can't really see him from this distance. So we'll try to keep you updated. I feel like they all have the same by. walk.
3: <laughs> I might do that for social media and do the golfer walk. I might do that and walk across the... The uh, the middle point. I just feel like they all walked us. All time.
2: right, good. That's a good question. I think so. If you want to imitate golfers' walks, <laughs> it reminds me of imitating batter stances when we would go out <laughs> in the backyard. I'll tell yeah. my. So yeah. Now I want to know seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. Favorite batting stance of all time. Okay. What is the one that you would go out in the okay. backyard and practice? We're gonna get a million Ken Griffey Jr. Stances. Is Griffey
3: in the hands. We're,
2: we're gonna get a million of them. I'll tell you my favorite of all time, though. Alfonso Soriano. Soriano was somebody that would lean in, and he would have his right elbow reel up. Mm. And then I love some bat action when you're in the box. I don't like it staying I still. I do like that. So when, especially Gary Sheffield is the goat at it when yes. he's going back and forth, back and forth. I mean, I wish we could harness energy from him waving the bat to other sources of fuel, right? Like if we could do that, then everything would be just fine. But Alfonso Soriano had some bat action, and then he would have his right elbow, and then he would step. Huge fan of the step. I, I like if, that too. I don't know if you should be doing it. I don't know if that helps you hit at a higher average or for more power. I guess like it's gotta Love help. The right? Love the Especially step.
3: Love the step, Especially if you're strong in the lower body. Yeah. Did you ever see the guy online? I, I don't know who he is, but he used to imitate yes. all the bad Yes. And the guy that would do the uh, the jump shot forms.
2: The yes, I've seen those. Those two. are pretty good. Yeah, I've seen both of those. Mike from Mooresville wrote in. Dave Justice. I don't. I don't remember. A I think early he more. had a
3: funky stance too. Yeah, a
2: little early for me. Seven oh four said Rod Carew with the flappy wing. I like that. There
3: was one guy that used to hold the bat over his shoulder and like hold it like down. Well, like there's
2: ever. so so the the ones the ones that are the most notable. Jeff Bagwell because he would squat. I mean, I can't even get parallel with a normal squat, just the ball. that tobacco going? Uh, did Jeff Bagwell have that? I think well, he did. I mean, he was in the era. Yeah, he had it going, had that uh, dip in. Yeah, three three six, 3 right again. Ken Griffey Jr., best batting stance. Not going to disagree with that. Amit said David Justice and Julio Franco. Franco's a great one because when he was with the Braves, growing up in Braves country, all of my friends loved the fact that Franco had a wonky stance, just a little bit of one, and also had the heaviest bat in the league. By ounce, it was the heaviest bat at that time. And so a lot of people liked that fact about him. Big Cat Dan wrote in. Fred McGriff. Cat Daddy Promdog. Cat Daddy said Craig Council, which is a legendary one for sure. 704 wrote in current player Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm. Former player Big Poppy. Big Poppy looked like a boss in the batter's box. He did. And then he, he was more relaxed. He was just chilling. And that's why I like Big Poppy, and then he would knock it out of the park. Here's a random one. How about Ruben Sierra? <laughs> I remember him. Ruben
3: Sierra. Texas Rangers.
2: Um, 336 said, as long as you don't have Kevin Euclid's batting stance.
3: They had him. I'm looking at an article Euclid's, right now that they have him as one of the best batting stances of all time.
2: Uh, Juan Gonzalez, Willie Stargell, still getting some Gary Sheffield. Uh, Mickey Tettleton. I mean, goodness gracious! Everybody's reaching deep into that. Greg the Council has a funky. Oh uh, yeah, that we, we got a couple of those. All right, Big Cat, Andres Galarraga, Bradley Blanks Ooh, wrote Galarraga. that one in. Um, yeah, trying to keep up. That, Tony
3: this is, Batista, this is wild.
2: This this one got people going. This one got people writing in, uh, big time. So I'll let those trickle in, and then we'll continue to talk a little bit more about Derek Brown here for the more uh, for the moment. But we will get to some of those texts: 704-570-9610. The other thing, real quickly before. we go to break i did want to mention more just on the pay scale how many you know how much money guys will be getting this is the benefit to drafting a rookie qb and him sure surely being your starter now Bryce Young is going to get a lot of money, given based off of where people are drafted, number one. Clearly going to get more than number four. Clearly going to get more than the second-round pick, Will Levis. And that was kind of interesting to see the amount of money he lost falling all the way to the second round. I think it's over $20 million, if I'm not mistaken, Ooh. on the initial contract. That was pretty brutal. Yes. But rookie-scale contract, this is the cheat code, right? This is what we saw become pretty prevalent And Russell Wilson is the one that comes to mind when you really started to have that blueprint. Okay, if a third-round QB can come in, play way better than the guy we originally had starting with Matt Flynn, who got paid based off of one game with Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers was out. (laughs) Russell Wilson comes in. Oh, he's awesome? Okay, now we can just pay the Legion of Boom. We can pay an awesome defensive line. We can get all sorts of these other guys that are contributing right away. This is the idea for Carolina, right? Like, if Bryce Young, you can keep him, and he's good right off of the bat. This is the other huge benefit to him being on the squad and making him the number one.
3: Well, yeah, and you look at my 49ers and not being biased at all, but Brock Purdy is only making $800,000. And then you even look at Trey Lance, he's still making that that first-round quarterback capped salary, but they're talking about getting him out of town. So when you look at him, you have a starting quarterback making $800,000. It's criminal in this day's game. At least at the beginning, yeah, for sure.
2: And and so it's really nice to see Carolina have that. And then if Bryce Young is good enough, then it becomes warranted to pay him top five QB money. And and this is the thing, too, because so many people roll their eyes about saving money. Okay, analytics, they hear advanced stats, and they immediately get turned off. But what it is is you get the rookie scale, and then if he's good enough, you pay him the bag, too, because the position is that important. That's why it's such a huge benefit, because it is even still worth it to pay that guy $190 million guaranteed. It's why it's a good decision for Baltimore to bring Lamar back. That's why it's a good decision for Philadelphia to bring Jalen Hurts back. And so when it's time, hopefully it's the easy decision, despite it being such a financial hit, that you bring Bryce Young
3: back, but you reap the benefits of him being so cheap early on. Really quick, though, what do you think? I remember reading an article a few years ago where they talked about just kind of playing chess with the rookie quarterbacks you get a rookie draft him. he becomes great then when it's time to pay him you get rid of him and then go draft another guy what what do you think about that do you think we'll ever see that well i think the rams should have done that and they did except
2: they didn't get a rookie right they just got somebody that they thought was better than jared goff and they would eventually win the super bowl and based off of the bleep them picks mentality decided to trade everything to go get established talent yeah and if you go all in like that It hurts you if you don't win the Super Bowl, and now they're trying to rebuild. But you run into those situations. You know, the Rams are are one example. Try to think of some other examples where there was a good team. Well, Washington has won, right, with Kirk Cousins. They decided they were going to do the franchise tag thing. Eventually they would pay him. Um... A lot of money on the tag and then he would go to minnesota but washington did not want to commit despite him throwing for a lot of yards with washington i mean if you just look at the stats if you look at the box score you would argue that he's one of the better qbs if you only cared about total yards passing so it's really just about how much you believe in that qb for me west it might be like somewhat of a dak prescott line like if, we, if we're considering the mendoza line if we want to keep the batting stances rolling uh, rolling in to me, there might be a Dak Prescott line. All right, if you're if you're worse than Dak, then maybe you let him go. If you're Dak or better, then maybe you pay him. For, for me, Jalen Hurts, I was doing it. Lamar Jackson, I was doing it. Jared Goff, I wasn't with the Rams. Kirk Cousins, I thought it made sense for Washington to move off of him. We had that conversation a little bit with Matthew Stafford in Detroit, and they made him highly paid. And, you know, he wins with the Rams, but, you know, Detroit, because of QB scarcity— They just felt the need to pay him. So it it really just depends on is is this guy a top ten dude or not? And you make your decision based off that.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that we will see a team that will play musical chairs like that because it is so hard to find them. And I think that's the biggest reason that we won't see it. I mean, I know, again, just growing up in my fandom, you have those spurts between great quarterbacks. You're lucky if your team gets more than one. But sometimes you can go on a drought that you just can't believe when Mm -hmm. you talk about trying to find that guy look at the panthers when cam newton uh when it came to spell the end for him just how long it took to get that done and if you don't trade up for the number one pick who knows what happens there so i think as you said quarterback scarcity will probably ensure that that never happens but it was definitely something interesting to think of because you're going to be too good to get up in that space to get another franchise guy at a cheap rate anyway
2: and and you know what maybe something i haven't given an enough thought to even in real time when we saw that trade happen from number nine to number one I, y- you gotta hit on the rookie scale contract enough and so you might as well have your pick of the litter rather than staying at number four or at number nine in their case right but just speaking from the cold standpoint they could have traded up as well You know, that was a real dicey decision. Did you want to have your pick of the rest of the guys outside of Bryce? Could you have drafted C.J. Stroud? Would that have been worth it to make sure that you have the right QB on a cheap contract? And Carolina decided, you know what? We find the huge benefit of the cheap contract. Let's just go and get the guy that we think is going to hit right away yeah. and continue to thread the needle, as I've been phrasing quite a bit. Winning now and also <laughs> like winning later. Yes, as far as the winning now and win later goes, that's something I've been rolling with. <laughs> Let's go to some quick batting stances. Your favorite, Garage Door Guru text line, 7045 ninety six ten. Don't Tony Gwynn is one. Rod Carew getting a couple of mentions. Stan Usual getting some mentions. Sweet T said he was the Dion of baseball back in the day. Don't know. This is another text that he had coming in. Uh, Ricky Henderson was the Dion. Ricky, Henderson. Ba- yeah, Ricky yeah. Henderson. Yeah, Ricky Henderson. Amazing. George Brett. Kyle from Maine wrote that one in. 704. Joe Morgan. 704. Lenny Dykstra. He had the chew in the cheek. This yeah.
3: guy, Oscar Gamble, has to have really bad back problems when you look at his stance. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, bending over the plate like that. No, he's at a 90 degree Lord. angle.
2: Yeah, no thank you. That one hurts my back just looking at it um all right I, I have a uh a theory that we're also going to get an influx of text messages with the next question we're going to be talking about next segment we'll continue to update you on the scoreboard and all that but i also want to hear your favorite golf movies again garage door guru text line 704-570-9610 favorite golf movies plus we'll talk a little bit more about the experience here at quail hollow coming up next weston walker sports radio 92 7 wfnz
0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
2: Today is a good day. It, it is. It feels very cookout-vibish, and that's why I appreciate Shroppy for the DJ selection. It does.
3: It's popping out here, man. I mean, it's just people going all over. And you can tell people are in good spirits, man. They're just out here to have a good time. Everybody in our tent is very social. Uh-huh. Just a nice environment. It is a nice environment. We appreciate you joining us on Weston Walker. A
2: little over an hour to go. Nick Carboni going to be joining us at 2 o'clock to kick off the last hour there. So you can help uh, maybe send in some questions for Nick based off of the Panthers draft. Um, Anything going on in the Charlotte area, of course. We have the Wells Fargo Championship going on right now at Quail Hollow. Let's go to the text line, 704-570-9610. Asking what your favorite... Favorite golf movies are of all time. 704 said, Tin Cup and Happy Gilmore. That's it. That's the entire list of golf (laughs) movies worth watching. And, you know, I honestly don't think it's an awful take. Caddyshack, I've never seen. I was about to say, man. you
3: got to show some love to Caddyshack. Well,
2: well, but that's, I think, I've never seen it.
3: And that's one where people... Distra- <laughs> yeah, Ronnie Dangerfield, Stry- that was that was a worthwhile drop. No respect. People- it just plays into Rodney Dangerfield saying he gets no respect. And Now,
2: yeah, Big Cat Dan said, "Love the legend of Bagger Vance, but it's still Caddyshack." See, what is the Rotten Tomatoes for Bagger Vance? I thought. People hated that movie.
3: Um, Am I wrong? I didn't
2: see it. I thought it was pretty good. People loved it. Here, you look up Rotten Tomatoes for that. I'll read some more of the text messages. Happy Gilmore, Caddyshack, then everything else. Matt and Greensboro wrote that one in. K Town Mafia said 10 Cup. Number One Troll said greatest game ever played. Is hands down the best golf movie. I thought that was cool. Shia LaBeouf okay. came out a little bit earlier on in the career. Um, so those are a couple of the golf movies. For me, it's Happy Gilmore. Man, I mean, I just am not going to put anything up. Yeah, above it's it. not
3: rated right very high.
2: That's what I was thinking. So, but but there are multiple people. <laughs> there are multiple people saying that Legend of Bagger Vance was the best one that they have seen, and I was shocked. Like honestly, it went the 180 degree turn. Because I thought most people were going to hate on that movie rather than celebrate it. But that's actually what's going on right Listen, now. Listen, i
3: got to show some love, though, man. i got to give it up for Who's Your Caddy, okay? A good uh, I've never seen urban golf movie with Big Boy and Faison Love. Is uh, that right? Yeah, I'm it was not, a very <laughs> I, know.
2: I Is it, is it surprising or not surprising that I haven't seen that movie? Um, uh, right yeah. in the middle?
3: Not surprising, no. Not, surprising. Not a lot of people saw that movie, but I did. I, I forgot how I watched it. I, I can't remember if I rented it or I, I think I watched it. It came on like uh-huh. HBO one day or something. All right. So pretty funny.
2: It is, now, with all of the golf movies entailed, is it okay to say that the golf scene in Space Jam is the best golf scene of all time? It could be, Cause you, sure. I sure. I'm sure there are some golf enthusiasts that are, you know, punching the radio right now. But Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Bill Murray, all on the green, and then you have Bugs Bunny make an appearance where he allows Michael to get the hole in one. Yeah. I, I mean, Happy Gilmore golf scenes are great, too. They're the funnier ones. But as far as the star power goes, maybe that's a better way to put it. Never has there ever been more star power in a golf scene than that one right there. With with Space Jam. People will tell you about the 7-iron, tin cup people will tell you about that i don't know if you've seen tin cup before kevin costner
3: uh i'm familiar with it but Uh i have not seen it i do know who kevin costner is though well i mean (laughs) (laughs) i hope you do to be honest (laughs) i hope
2: you know who kevin costner is that and phil ford we know you know who both of those uh people are legend of bagger Vance coming in again uh, and then someone said, Who's your caddy? Yeah, who's That's your caddy to
3: tell you? And it actually did have a message. It's a when a rap mogul big boy tried to join a country club in the Carolinas. Look so at his It was outfit. set in the Carolinas. Okay. He runs into fierce opposition from the board president. But it's nothing that he can't handle. And then he ends up, obviously, the happy ending, winning them over and being accepted okay. into the club.
2: All right. That's good. Uh, 980 number said Entourage had a lot of great golf scenes. Mm. And uh, 980 also said, man, we're getting a lot of Bagger vans. I it's Will Smith. What do you expect? I know, but I'm just surprised because it's it's not celebrated, and so that's why that's why I'm kind of surprised about that. Um, continue to text in. We'll give you an, a golf update. Yeah, Will Smith and
3: Matt Damon, Charlize Theron's in there. Bruce uh, okay.
2: McGill. I didn't know, but now I do. All right, you can keep texting those in. I do want to go to a live scoreboard update. This one brought to you by Sumner Group Watson Insurance. So we appreciate Sumner Group. That's helped us a lot. Helped us bring Phil Ford on the air, Puff Johnson just yesterday, sports division as well. So this one brought to you by Sumner Group uh, Watson Insurance. The leaderboard right now. At the top of that, as it refreshes for me, Tyrell Hatton still at eight under, same with Nate Lashley and Wyndham Clark. Xander Shoffley actually came in at the top of the leaderboard earlier. I wanna see Xander win a big tournament, I hope that happens for him. He's always towards the top. You heard Ron Green Jr., who joined us earlier on, say, you can't have a leaderboard without Xander being in the top five somewhere. So he still sits at seven under, and that is actually final today. So all of these golfers that that I'm mentioning, all of them are are done in round two. Hatton scored a 65 after a 69 yesterday. Lashley a 66 after a 68 yesterday. Wyndham Clark went back-to-back 67 performances, 66-69 today. For Xander Shoffley, some of the other more notable golfers, just to keep you updated, Sahith Thegala, he is actually even through four. Roy McElroy at minus one through four, four under overall on the tournament. And Ricky Fowler, hanging tight, 71 yesterday, 68 today, three under, tied for 22nd. Gonna have some work to do. Matt kuchar also right there, three under overall. 67 is what he shot today but still if you're just going within the top 25 and people tied for some of those spots the excellent field is showing up at the top of the leaderboard and that's what you want to see
3: yeah for sure I mean these people are coming out here to, to see the different golfers that they love to cheer for and so when you have the leaders at the top it's definitely going to make the environment that much better and then you see like I said a lot of guys not that far off of the lead. we know how difficult this course is mm-hmm. so you know in an instant, a guy can have a rough couple of holes, and the leaderboard changes dramatically. So this is going to be a really competitive tournament. All
2: right, last one before we welcome Nick Carboni on the Body Works Plus guest hotline in the next segment when we talked about the best golf scenes of all time. Multiple people, Matt in Greensboro and Poppy oh, from Muggsy Gastonia. Bowles. I see Muggsy Bowles. Okay, out here. star power, big time star power. Poppy from Gastonia said, Bob, uh, Bob Barker dude Happy Gilmore Has to be mm. The best golf scene. Okay, You, you know want a what a piece of me I will relent Yeah 100% That's <laughs> got to be it Big thanks to Strap Helping us out as well At the Planet Kia Studios Nick Carboni From WCNC Going to be joining us next On Wes and Walker We're live from Quail Hollow For the Wells Fargo Championship And you're listening To Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC